up your frozen dinners, grab your TV tray, and settle in for another episode of The Plus Platoon, your podcast for all things Disney Plus, brought to you by Disney Plus fans. Watch along with us every week as we cover all the new, the old, the good, and the bad on Disney Plus. So put down that remote, don't touch that dial, and welcome your fabulous Plus Platoon host. Hey everyone, welcome to the Plus Platoon. We're a Genie Plus Disney Plus fan podcast that gives honest, spoiler-filled reviews of movies and shows on Disney Plus. We look at new releases, coming attractions, and we'll even go back into the vault to revisit some of the classic Disney that's on the platform. Make sure you're subscribed and you will never miss a moment. I am going to bring in my girl Kate. Kate, good to see you this evening. Oh, brother, it's so good to see you. And you know what? I love Genie Plus too, so... Uh, at time when it works, when oh, it yes. works, yes, when it works, <laughs> when you know how to work it, yeah. Next, we've got Pete. Pete, glad to have you with us. Hey, everybody. And I have to say, I would not listen to a Genie Plus exclusive podcast. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Can you imagine? Oh, no. Well, I'm sure they're out there. But <laughs> oh, for sure. Not, not for us. So. And last but not least, we've got Steve. Steve, glad to have you. Ivan. <sighs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Guys, if you have not already, please like, subscribe, share. So that way, you know, whenever we're talking about stuff that you're interested in, or even if you're not interested in, you just want to hang out with us, you know what's, you know, when the new shows come out. So this week, we have uh, a new documentary that came out on. On St. Patrick's Day, it is Bono and the Edge, a sort of homecoming with David Letterman. Okay? And essentially, it follows the two two of the main singers of U2, Bono and the Edge. And this was very shortly after the pandemic. This was early 2021, I believe, late 2020, early 2021, where as the pandemic was there, they had time to sit and think about what would I change about all of our classic songs? And so this was, they changed some lyrics to a few of them. They changed the rhythms to some of them, definitely changed some instrumentation in a couple of the concerts that they did. And for some reason they dragged David Letterman along. Um, but Pete, as the probably the biggest YouTube fan of the group, did fans find what they were looking for? Yeah, I am definitely a big YouTube fan. Um, I started listening to them in uh, high school and to date myself. That's when the Joshua tree came out when I was in high school. So, uh, you know, it was, uh, I've been a fan since then and uh, have only recently last few albums. I don't, I, I didn't get, but um, I, I still listen to them quite a bit. I've seen them twice in concert. I got my concert t-shirt on today. And so I, I kind of enjoyed this. Um, I admit it's not, they're not particularly a band. I, I, care that much about their background but i thought the way they presented this was um was in a way that certainly was interesting to fans uh it got into a little bit of the history of the band kind of what they're doing now it played some of their songs but it wasn't purely a concert film and then we got a little bit of david letterman in there too which um 
which we'll talk about here in a little bit. We're going to talk about that in a little bit, but I think, I think this, the stuff with, uh, with Bono and the edge, uh, were, uh, was very interesting. It it would have been a little kind of nice to see the other two guys that were in the band, but I guess they were either off doing something or they just chose to ignore them with that. Well, they acknowledged them. So, um, but I, I liked uh, the versions of the songs. I didn't think they were super different. There was a couple that they rewrote, rewrote the lyrics, but I don't know. I'm not, I'm not that big with bands going back and re-recording their songs with different instruments and things like that. It's like, yeah, you already did that. Give me new songs, I am, but I am, mostly, I am mostly in agreement with that. However, Hanson redid all their stuff with it's called Hanson's String Theory the bop song that you know everyone drove everyone nuts right if this had been the original version of it I would have loved it so <laughs> I have not heard of this but I'm a big Hanson fan so I'll have to go look this yeah, up I'll send you the link please do is it on Spotify it's on Spotify I got it so I'm curious to hear what everybody else thinks. Cause I know that I was the biggest YouTube fan of the group. I don't really even know if any of the rest of you particularly even like their music. So Steve, what did you think of the, of the show? Um, I'm not a fan. Oh, I would say I knew who they are and I recognize the music. Um, for me, it was meh. Like who are these? I mean, I recognize the people. I mean, heard some of the backstory that knowing that they've been together like over 50 years and that they're still going. I found that fascinating and how they navigated all of that. But in terms of the music, honestly, I caught myself looking at my phone, losing interest going in and out. I, I think if you're a YouTube fan, definitely like a must watch. Um, otherwise, probably can skip it. Derek, um, okay. I found myself thinking this would be a really great documentary if they didn't play any of the music. Um, I loved the part where I loved the discussion with Bono and the Edge and uh, Letterman. I loved hearing their background, their how the band got formed. I loved, you know, being kids in Ireland. I loved that. Just don't play the music. <laughs> because, um, well, I'll get into that here in just a little bit. But... Um, I mean, the documentary was fine. Again, if to really enjoy it, I was like Pete. I was like Steve. Sorry, I was looking at my phone. I was. It didn't help that I had to play it on my. I had to watch it on my phone. But wasn't my favorite. Okay. Yeah, and I, I have to before Kate goes. I have to say even watching it as a fan, it it opened with about 10 minutes of documentary. And then they went to the concert and they started, they played a song all the way through. And I was like, Oh, I hope this just doesn't become a concert film because I was thinking that, that people would get bored by it. And it, it didn't, it was kind of like halfway in between. So sorry, Kate, I didn't mean to steal your. No, 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 no. You're good. Um, Pete, I'm so glad that you went first because I, while because I actually listened to this, um, I had it playing. Don't worry, everyone. I didn't have I wasn't touching it. It was on the passenger seat, but I listened to this while I drove home from a talk today. And um, in my head, I was thinking, I think if I was a big U2 fan, I would really like this. And it got me thinking, 
who would I like? Cause I just, I don't know. <laughs> this is how much I don't know you two. I know some you two songs, but I kept going, man, I just, I thought that this song was a U2 song. And I looked up like three different songs when I got home and they were all red hot chili peppers. So I was very <laughs> wrong. I was very wrong. Welcome like, to the Lamar group. Similar, very similar era. The yeah, red hot chili, so, chili peppers were maybe a little after U2, but yeah, yeah. about the same right, time. <laughs> right. So um, I, re- I am a huge David Letterman fan. Okay, huge might be an exaggeration. I really enjoy David Letterman. I, he has a show, his own show called um, My My Next Guest Needs No Introduction. And I really enjoyed those shows. Um, they came out during the pandemic. Okay, and so Kate, we'll, lay, we'll lead on in. Go ahead and lead on into this Oh, one. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to jump ahead. Without Letterman. So yeah, so been on- I really enjoy David Letterman. And so, um, and I did, I did enjoy... Um, so to answer the first question, I did enjoy the documentary side of this show. I thought it was very interesting to hear how they essentially came to America as a Christian band and then were like took over the rock scene or whatever. And um, I loved the section that was essentially in the pub where they sang like the really like the big Irish jig Irish song. I love that. Yeah. But it was, it just, it, it just felt like, especially when the songs were inserted, it just drug on. But I think that's because I'm not super familiar with some of the songs they were playing and had it been, cause then I was sitting thinking, oh man, who would I have actually enjoyed listening to the songs of? And the first one that came to mind was Garth Brooks. I love Garth Brooks's music. I think he is iconic. I think he has a great story of his career and his first marriage and second. Like, so that is one where I would have listened to his story, but then I could have also gotten behind listening to his music. Celine Dion is another one. I could have listened to Aerosmith is another one. So (laughs) that would never be on Disney plus. (laughs) Right. But so anyway, for the question of should this have been done with or without Letterman, I thought Letterman was a fantastic addition to this. I thought, I think he is a brilliant interviewer. Um, he does it in such a, I, I love watching him interview people. Um, I think he does it in such a genuine way. Um, yeah. I personally, I really like David Letterman and I, if if he had not been a part of it, I think it would have made this even harder for me to watch. I didn't hate it, but I think it would have made it harder for me to watch. Pete, what about you? Um, yeah, I mean, David Letterman was also that era when I was uh, when I was younger. It was essentially late night was Johnny Carson or David Letterman, and when David you know, Letterman, when you're like. 18 you're not that into johnny carson when he's like 70 (laughs) so so it was definitely um i was definitely a a a letterman watcher growing up and it was kind of neat to see him because he's been gone for a while not doing too much um and i thought that parts where he interviewed were very good i was okay with the parts that focused on him I, i just thought it was weird the way it sort of at times became a David Letterman story as opposed to being David Letterman 
you uh, interviewing you too, especially right at the end where they show him like going into the water and everything like that. And it's kind of like, Oh, it's like agreed. David Letterman had this epiphany and he went to Ireland and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, uh, it's, it doesn't really fit with the rest of it. I didn't, I didn't mind the David Letterman stuff. As I said, I I've always found his kind of self depreciating humor. Um, in, uh, enjoyable. And I mean, he's not for everybody, but um it was fine. I'll, I'll, I do like the wither without David Letterman pun there that you, that you did. So I appreciate that, but I will, I will say, uh, I will say with David Letterman, I, I thought he worked fairly well. What about you, Steve? Um, I have to agree with Kate. I, I think, um, he was the perfect person to interview these people. Cause I was thinking today, of other people. And I think I guess when it pulled off, he has just this charm of this very like friend sitting down and talking and stuff. Um, like all the other tidbits, like you mentioned, Pete, where like, okay, they're here, sort of classic David Letterman, sort of that little funny little bits with people around him. But did they really need those in the documentary? If they were pulled out, would we still have the same thing? Like I think I thought he was very charming. I mean I haven't seen him in years, but like I can't think of anyone else who would interview made it as interesting when they're interviewing. Derek, what would you say? Um, interesting fact: Did you guys know David Letterman got his start on TV as a weatherman in Indianapolis? Yes, I did. I did not. Yeah, yeah he was a weatherman for a couple of years, and and was not his calling. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> um. I will agree that the interview parts were good. The Letterman being Letterman parts just about made me want to turn it off. Um, really? Yes. I when Letterman Letterman is a great interviewer, but when he's doing what the you know he thinks he's funny type parts of it, <laughs> just turns me off so bad. I was that's never fair. I was never that's a fair. huge Letterman fan. Yeah, I think I think so that that's all a. Whether you like his style or not, for sure. Yeah, and and as a comedian, I don't. Yeah. I also think of all the talk show post Johnny, of all the talk show between him and Leno and Conan, I'll, I think he is the one that gives the most honest interviews mm-hmm. most of the time. Yes. So um, I would agree mostly with him, but it was awfully close to turning into the David Letterman show as we talked about, which yeah. was not the best. So, okay. So what is the one, there's your other, there's your other, you know, YouTube <laughs> reference one. Yes. Yeah. One. Um, what is the one best YouTube song and Kate, since, you know, you thought they were all red hot. <laughs> and it's not <laughs> under the bridge, not under the bridge. No. <laughs> Uh-uh. So what's the best U2 song? So this actually is a really easy answer for me because there is a U2 song featured in my favorite television show, which is called Friends. And um, it's With or Without You. That is my, it's when Ross and Rachel break up and Ross calls to dedicate a song to her on the radio. And it is U2 With or Without You. Um, that song I think will always because that that whole show is just the story of my life. So 
uh, that's got to be my answer with or without you. What about you, Pete? Uh, actually, I'd like to go last because oh, oh, I have okay. a hard I have a hard time deciding on this. So I'd like to okay, hear whatever. And we're looking else at you, Steve. You go. Um, I had to go and listen like to songs today to refresh like which ones were connected. Um, I think with Kate, for me, it would be probably with or without you, or I'm looking at my list. Um, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. I mean, those the two that bring back memories of listening to like guys like Pete eyes in high school, college when they were big. And those are the ones that stand out for the most for me. Um, otherwise I'm not a YouTube fan, but I recognize their music. Derek. Um, and Steve, before I get my answer, there's a reason you recognize their music. It all sounds the same. <laughs> all of their songs sound the yes. same. Incorrect. We're, no, no. Okay. 95% of their songs sound the same. It's that late, it's that 80s. If yeah. in the 80s, if it wasn't Guns N' Roses, it was U2. those were the two styles of the 80s you were either the Guns N' Roses Aerosmith Rock or you were the U2 not quite Nirvana you know melancholy ballads that they just pick up the tempo on so 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 which one did Prince fall under uh, Prince was so uh, was uh, closer to the U2 (laughs) and his is another one where most of his songs sound the same so um, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say my my favorite U2 song because of the story it talks about is Sunday Bloody Sunday because it references the Bloody Sunday um, I don't want to use the term massacre but it's when British troops opened fire on unarmed protesters and killed a bunch of them and that's what Mm -hmm. it's talking about is the troubles in Belfast and the Basically, the not quite civil war that was essentially a civil war. Um, it's what helped lead to Northern Ireland. It's yeah. So for the story, it references for me. It's Sunday Bloody Sunday, but really, you can play any of them. And for about the for a bunch of them, for about the first ten fifteen seconds, you can't really tell what song it is. So. <laughs> Pete? That's speaking as not a U2 fan. You're right. Um, I was curious, and I'm. Uh, this isn't my favorite, but I was curious if anybody was going to mention Pride in the Name of Love, which is the song they they wrote about Martin Luther King, um, which I think is a very good song. It was one of their bigger early hits, but they did not touch a touch on it mm-hmm. at all in this in this um, uh, in this documentary. Uh, but two of you mentioned songs from Joshua Tree and. Uh, Joshua Tree is one of my favorite albums, period. It's probably in my top 10. Um, and so I have to pick something from that. And I was considering With or Without You, but I just love the opening. You can copy me, Pete. It's okay. No, no, no. I, I, it's, it, 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 it's, it's not my favorite is what I'm saying. It's, ah. it's definitely up there, but I love the opening of where the streets have no name, which I think they also played in this. They did. They did in this show. Almost, almost and this entirety. Yeah. It just to me is a very uh, joyous song. And so I really, I love the way that kind of 
builds from that little and it just keeps building and then bono comes out with i want to run so that's that song almost gives me chills so that's my pick kate Mm. so i have a question for the group Mm -hmm. that if you could kind of what i said earlier that if you could have your pick of an artist or a band who could who would have this documentary plus not a full concert, but some songs put into it, who would you want? My answers would be, do they have to be alive? Do they have to be alive? Do they have the interview? uh, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah. I would say they have to be alive. What do you think? Pete? Do they have, are you asking me who I would, who I would pick? Yeah. We'll just go around the circle. Um, my favorite band is talking heads and mm. they have, they, 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 they were only together for a fairly brief period, 10, 10 years or so. And there isn't a lot of documentaries about that. So to have that type of interview, I mean, they, they kind of hated each other by the end. So I don't know if you'd get them back oh, together yeah. or not, but um, there, yeah, that would be what I would be interested in. So what about you, Steve? Um, Two that come to mind, like I'm going back like high school, would be Bon Jovi or Duran Duran. Those were the two big, um, like My Circle of Friends, those are the two like really big groups. I'm probably leaning more towards Bon Jovi because guess of all, I'm like similar of all like the extra community like i know he has his like kitchen that he does i'm um, just the backstory and where the that came from acted in the movies yeah. he was in so, i didn't know so. he was in movies uh-huh yeah huh. all right Derek, um, what about Derek, you? my initial response is one that's been done a bunch but was uh, my initial response was paul mccartney okay. um just because and then but not so much his not so much wings as far but more of the Beatles classic stuff. Um, and you talk about his um, interaction with all the, you know, his different, his marriage with Linda and then his marriage with his new wife and all the, um, oh, what am I, it's the word organizations that he's involved with and causes he supports. Um, yeah. The other one that I came to mind for me was the Eagles. Um, because Ooh, yes, oh, yeah. So, there's a really good Eagles documentary out there that kind of does this. Um, I forget what it's called, but it's like, it's like four hours long though. <laughs> um, yeah, it's re- it's really long, but it's the Eagles. I don't think that's the name of it, but maybe it is, but there's a, there is an Eagles documentary out there. That's really good. That's similar. It's well, it like, Honestly, you only got to watch the first half because the first half is about the original years. And then the second half is like when they started to went black and all that group. Well, they started to get back together and just to make money. See, (laughs) Here's the thing. I don't think that the music, the concert side of it is needed. Like there was in any in any band. I know Beyonce came out with her homecoming documentary a while back and I per, per, I love Beyonce, but I didn't care for the concert because I think it was when she performed at Coachella. I didn't care for the concert side of it. I wanted to see the backside. I wanted to hear the documentary. I wanted to see the rehearsals. Um, 
So I, I don't know if a concert, and this is me throwing myself under the bus. I don't know if a concert is, would work for any band. I don't no, know. I don't, I don't know. Does. I don't think it does. Which I think, want the documentary which I think, side, which I think is part of the reason we where well, okay. <clears throat> what, you know, the Indina Menzel documentary that the concert was the weakest part of that. Yeah, agreed. And agreed. It's- most documentaries like this, the most of them, the concert is the weakest part. Agreed. Agreed. S- see, but- I don't agree with. Okay, oh, I don't agree with that about that because, like, I'm missing well, my that, kids' that soccer game. Interest, but yeah, <laughs> I didn't think the I didn't think the doc- documentary part of that was all that well done either. It was no. too much about her present day. But but I will say, yeah. Taylor Swift's. I think it's called Miss Americana or something. I don't think that's on Disney plus um, was great, but it didn't have a concert portion of it. It was solely a documentary. So um, if I could pick any other, it would probably be Elvis. If I had to choose. No, you said they had to be alive. You I know. Go on to the next question. He's still alive. Darn it. Oh, so is Tupac. They're chilling on a beach somewhere. It's fine. Wow. Okay. Before this completely goes off the rails, Kate, Pixie <laughs> Dust ratings out of five cups of Pixie Dust. Um, I'll give it a two. Uh, the documentary side was good. It it wasn't my favorite. I have respect for you two. I have a lot of respect for Bono um, and all of the things that Bono has done, which it didn't talk about, which it didn't talk about because it wasn't about Bono. It was about you two. So um, I'll give it a two. Yeah. So again, as a fan I'm going to give it a three. Um, I enjoyed it. It's not something I would revisit particularly, um, partly because I think a- as a concert, I might like listen to the concert if the, if it's out there, but I don't think I would go back and watch this special again um, because I, I learned what I learned from it and I wouldn't go back to it. So three. And I'm giving it a two and a half Two, because I'm not a fan, but two and a half because I saw that there were some good parts of it. And if you're a fan, you would really enjoy it. So I'm going to go in the middle of the road and give it a two and a half. And I'm stuck with the fact that I would probably watch it again before I watched Darby O'Go and the Little People. But I would probably <laughs> watch Hercules again before I watched this. So based on that, I'm going to give it a two. Um, because it is... Well, the things we've watched recently that I've given two and a half to, I would definitely watch again before I would watch this. So it's got to be a two. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Kate, you did not watch Mandalorian Chapter 19. I did not. I'm so sorry. We're this week was. Drop you down for a little while. I we'll know. Bring Bye. Back, bring you back for the news. And we're going to bring in our producer, Gina. Gina? Hi. Hi, guys. You watched Mandalorian Chapter 19. I did oh. watch Mandalorian Chapter oh, 19. For those of you who haven't seen it yet, Mandalorian Chapter 19, they, when we last left him, he had been in the the spiritual water, living waters, sorry, where there is a monster still alive down there. Which, the Mythosaur. Which is going to come back at some point because it was just, it was driven into us this this show, this episode that you know it's still alive, and so something is that they've had set their their cult around, for lack of a better term, is not true. It's a cult. <laughs> yeah, it's a cult. 
so, but then we spend most of it on Coruscant with, okay, and you guys are going to have to help me. I did not watch seasons one and two. I watched a couple recaps. Have we seen the, I think we've seen the doctor before in like the first episode with Grogu. Yes. yes. Okay. Dr. Pershing. Yeah, he was, he time. was, he was testing on baby Grogu. Yes. And I don't think they they explicitly said it, but we all think that he was testing on baby Grogu to like extract his Jedi powers, Chlorian, whatever, and, yeah, yeah, and and put that into yeah. Moff Gideon, yeah, the big the yes. big bad for the first two seasons. But he was also working his big research he wanted to work on now was cloning, which right. if you've seen the the seven eight nine. Cloning comes in huge there, which confuses me a little bit because they have cloning because all the original stormtroopers are clones. Yes. They're all so, Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah. Based, well, originally they were all Boba Fett. Yeah. They're all Boba so, Fett. <laughs> he is doing that. And long story, long story made shorter. Um, he wants to go to these old Star Destroyers to get a medical device so that he can keep going on his cloning journey, for lack of a better term. And a girl from Moff Gideon's ship is going with him, has has really set him up. And at the end, instead of just, you know, instead of just helping him remember, she completely scrambles his brain. Where, excuse me, we assume by cranking the dial all the way up, she has completely scrambled his brain. Right. Not to 50. I did scream that out loud. Princess Bride reference. Yeah. <laughs> I did scream that out loud. Very much a Princess Bride moment. Yeah. <laughs> so, Gina, thoughts on chapter 19? Oh, the beginning and the end were amazing. And I did not care about Dr. Pershing or Ella Kane at all the whole time. <laughs> Why? I don't care about these people. Why are we caring about her still? Is she good? Is she bad? I don't care. I'm looking at my phone. I'm scrolling through. Who are these people? And for you to be looking at your phone. Says, where's Bo? What happened with Bo? It's called the convert. I want Bo Katan's the reason I'm watching this show right now. What's going on? So I loved the beginning and I loved the end. We converted Bo Katan. The middle, we could have done that was 45 minutes of my life. <laughs> that didn't need. <laughs> No, the Bo-Katan convert thing, I really, I'm like, ooh, this is good because I don't know what's going on with her. Yeah. I, <laughs> all I could think of was, who got their Andor in my Mandalorian? Because yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that, to 50, yeah. That whole middle section felt very much like something out of Andor where it's like, you're not quite sure what's going on. You don't know where it's going. It's moving kind of slow. And, and then at the end of it, I was like, why would, did you show, you know, Andrew had a lot of like the bureaucracy of the, of the, you know, the empire or whatever, but this talked about the bureaucracy of the new Republic. And then, and then but, I got confused on the timeline. I'm like, wait, where are we? Cause that, yeah, that was me too. I'm like, when are we? There's no yeah. empire. We Is this- don't necessarily know when we were. Right. Well, we're sometime after, we're after the original four, Return five, and six. Jedi. We're after Return of the Jedi, so there right. is supposedly no Empire. So I'm like, what is going on? Right. So, so these are all. I, I thought it was kind of interesting. You have this concept of like, okay, you know, if you think about it, America did this with some of the Nazi scientists, and after World War II, they basically said, "Hey, right. we're gonna, we're gonna, you know, just because you're working for the Empire, 
all the all the German rocket scientists essentially. Right. So just because you work for the Empire, we're not going to like kill you. We're going to have you come and work for us. And that's there was kind of this apartment where it was all former Empire people. Yeah, and you know you could see. I couldn't tell if he if the scientist guy really wanted to be good. You immediately knew that the woman was going to screw him. I, I I don't know how anyone couldn't have seen that no. coming. Now, I didn't know that she was going to be working for the Republic, but I definitely knew she was going to. We were just like, well, when's she going to screw him? Um, yeah. but yeah, unless something interesting happens in a future episode, this was. To me, well, that a, that a, was a my question. Tour that didn't forty minutes, me. though. Come on, yeah. I ain't forty minutes. What is this setting up? And we then don't know. Uh, and do we care? I like. I rewatched <laughs> the opening credits again, and I went. They went so quick with really no explanation who these people were. I right. Mean, I figured it out by reading recaps. I went. Oh, okay. Yeah, I um, mean. I watched the first two seasons and I didn't know who the woman was. I mean, I remembered I remember the scientist guy for her slightly, but I had to look her up. Yeah. I'd look up both their names. I'm like, I don't know who are. So I, I didn't know the doctor's name, but I remembered him from the first season yeah. being the one that yeah. was testing on Grogu and yeah. wasn't thrilled about it, but he, but he was doing it anyways, which, you know, anyways, fine. <laughs> yeah. I was fine with the cliffhanger, like, okay, what's going on? Because I watch other shows where it sort of ends in a cliffhanger. Right. As long as they pick it up next episode and quickly answer what's going on. I'm still waiting for Grogu and Mando and all of them. Just very much Star Wars, have you? Okay. <laughs> well, I, I have. I'm hoping. But I was waiting for Mando to show up in the middle of the episode. Like, it's going to tie together, isn't it? Yeah. Nope. I don't. No! I don't know. No. <laughs> no, it the what they might end up doing at the end of this only eight episodes. So they wasted a whole episode on this is getting that midichlorian count from Grogu. I think that's the only possible. Yeah, I don't know. Or or it's setting up the return of Moff Gideon or something. Yeah. I don't, it's oh. got to be setting up something. But I but I agree. I just didn't care. I've this well, hasn't th- this season is definitely he's still, he's still out there somewhere. Who? Yes, Moth Gideon. Gideon. So, yeah. okay. Supposedly, he's in prison. They they okay. even mentioned it. I think in this yeah. episode that he's. Is it the same? Well, it makes me wonder if Kane then is working on from the inside. Is she actually Probably. trying to still work for Moth Gideon? Well, that's what I Probably. I was thinking that she was going to be working for Moth Gideon the whole time, and then it. As I said, I was surprised to see she was working for the Republic, but maybe she was still working for. For Gideon, I don't maybe Percy, maybe the doctor knows something, and they had to fry his brain so he can't talk. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know, but it didn't. <laughs> okay, it, it seemed <laughs> it seemed at minimum it could have ha- if could have been told in a much shorter like ten like minutes? that that story could have <laughs> been told in ten minutes. Uh-huh. So I don't know this this the season so far to me has not been very good. It was bad. Um, I, like, I, yeah. I don't know what you think, Gina. I just like Bo Katan. Yeah, I, I I liked parts of the second episode That's quite a it. bit. I just like yeah. Bo Katan. So yeah. anyway, sorry, Derek. <laughs> oh, it's my turn now. Okay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, I'm laughing at Kate in the background. So yeah. she's having a whole lot more fun than I am because <laughs> I just don't care. Um, I really this this 
season so far could have been done in one episode. I agree. Yeah, these three episodes could have been one 35-minute episode. Yeah, the, the um, first episode was mostly a waste, and this, this episode was mostly, was mostly a waste. Which, and yeah, because you know that Bo Katan is not going to follow the whole creed. You know it's not going to happen. You know what's setting up? Who's the dude in the blue? The blue Boba Fett, super huge dude. The, the Rock in blue. Do we know what his That's, name is? Uh, I don't know his name. We knew what it's his name Viz, was. It's Viz something. Oh yeah, he's he still was, not a big. Yeah, no, he would. He he, he he fought man. He fought Mando in he Book of Boba Fett. For the, was he the yes. one that fought Mando for the dark saber and didn't win? Right. Okay. Yes. Because yeah. trouble. I just because they've been they set it up this whole episode and they set it up the first episode that he's going to cause trouble somehow. And I'm sorry if Bo Katan doesn't end up with the dark saber by the end of this season. This whole season's been a waste. A thousand percent true. Ding, I mean, ding. You got it. Because <laughs> with her joining the joining the his super conservative cult, which as we're coming up on never mind. Um, and now that her palace has been destroyed and she's gonna either she's gonna end up finding somebody for the leadership of this cult, be it the armorer or which I'm sorry, the armorer and the super shiny metal gal. Stormtrooper from they sound the same, they sound <laughs> the same and they remind they act the same. Phasma. Oh, so yeah. It's this is not for all the lead up that Mandalorian. Oh, it's such a great show! It's such a great show. This season sucks, guys. Very, I completely I mean, agree. I, I I love this. I loved the first season, and I really the second season wasn't quite as good, but it was also really solid. And I love the season has five. been. And something's got to come of Grogu starting to talk. He's yeah, starting to talk. I agree something, with that too. Something is going to come. He is talking to somebody that understands him. Someone is going to understand him at some point, and he's going to be saying these big wise. <laughs> um, and tactically incorrect, right? You no, know, with the verbs, his, the, the, the Latin, Latin sentences with the verbs at the end, yeah. and but he is that is a part that you you know they talked about it in the first episode, and then he's been talking a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. That's something that's going to have been important this whole time through because that's, that's like one of those where. It's the murder mystery, and it's the character that's just here and there and there and there, and all of a sudden at the end they're super big and important. Yes. So. No, that's what I want. I do want. I agree with you on that. I agree with the dark saber going to Bo, rightfully to Bo Katan, and I want to wrap this up so we can go to Ahsoka because Ahsoka and that's a whole other show. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I, I'm very disappointed in how it. It feels like. I mean, I don't know how it's gonna gonna. Uh, going to spin out but it feels but it feels like they had four episodes worth of ideas and needed to make it eight episodes yeah and they had four 30 minute episodes of ideas yeah and this (laughs) one was like almost an hour and i was so bummed 40 minutes of it was these people i didn't care about 40 i kept looking all the things i had to watch this week I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. With, this was I'm with Gina. More Bo Katan. More Bo Katan. Yes. More Katie Sackoff. Thank you. Yeah. More, more Mandalorian. <laughs> or, or yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> granted, Boba Fett was better when Boba Fett Mandalorian was on was screen. It. Yeah, 
Mandalorian is better when Mandalorian is on screen. Yeah, for He's sure. He's too busy oh, with The Last of Us. That's Andor my guess. Andor was better when Andor was on screen. <laughs> yeah. So... But my guess is he's busy with Last of Us, so he's like, yeah, whatever. I'm I'm on all over the I'm all over the tube. You guys can see. Well, that. they hinted strongly that he was not there a lot in this season. Him, him being Pedro show. Pascal. Yeah. That they that they just had stand-ins for him, and he did his did the voiceover. Yeah. So because he was shooting Last of Us. Yeah. 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 But I don't think that's the problem with the show. I think the problem with the show is that it's it's bad, boring. It's boring, yeah. and just focus on Bo right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do... Anyway, okay. Let's bring Kate back in, and we've got some Disney yeah. Plus news. She looks excited. Kate, what do we got this week? Listen, I was very intrigued by your all's conversation, but there may or may not have been a puppet show going on. To there was, I saw it. There was. And you I almost got pulled yeah. up because it's more interesting. It had music in my head so. and everything. So, yeah. all right. In the Disney Plus news, multiple Marvel shows have had their release dates removed, replacing with coming soon. This follows previous announcements that Marvel will be slowing down their production and release schedules. To the so. point of every TV show has had their things simply. Correct. coming soon there are no release dates. the only thing that they think is coming out is um the the secret secret invasion, invasion secret invasion and loki season two those are the only two things they think are probably coming out wow. this season but this wow. year yeah. but there's wow. some question there's some questions even on those so wow. yeah um so moving on willow which was mostly panned on this show uh, will not receive a second season. I don't think any of us are mad about that. No. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Um, a four-part series, Ed Sheeran, uh, The Sum of It All, will be coming on May 3rd to Disney+. Plus. This will be hit or miss. Covering, we will not be covering that I, on this I'm, show. I'm sorry. Four parts on Ed Sheeran? I only get one thing on YouTube? Yeah. yeah. I might watch this. We'll see. We'll see. Miley Cyrus also just came out with a like a. Yes, back- she did. We will yeah, also not be covering that. I'll watch on that one. I really like Miley. I'll watch that I, one. I would have watched that if you had asked us to. Yeah. Look for that on a the next upcoming. Yeah. What are you watching? Show? Yeah, Jerry. I'll watch it. Perfect. Perfect. For the first time, a new show, Flaming Hot, will debut on both Disney Plus and Hulu at the same time on June 9th. The we show will. follows. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you the go show ahead. follows the story of creating this unique snack. This is seen as a potential test balloon for combining the services. And my gosh, we will never be reviewing this sh- movie on Disney Plus. Is it a movie or is it a show? <laughs> it's a movie. It's a oh, movie. It's, is, is it a, a mockumentary? No, it is it's a, a new show. It's a no. It's a biopic of. Oh, it's the biography God. of. Like Cheetos. Hot Cheetos. What? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a mockumentary. No, no. No, no it, I it's being it should be. It should be. That's a great But if we're gonna watch a mockumentary, we're watching this as spinal tap. So no, but I know, but do a mockumentary about Cheetos. No. <laughs> Wasn't that a show on um I, for, I forget what one of those one of the cable uh-huh. networks had a show about the history of food. Yeah. Uh, there, there was History Channel had the food that built America, which trust yes. me, flaming hot Cheetos were never there. Yeah, <laughs> if you have a preteen or a teenager, 
you know, between Flaming Hot Cheetos and Takis. Takis. What's a Taki? What's a Taki? You're better off not knowing. They're Flaming Hot Cheetos on crack. (laughs) (laughs) Delicious. Well, they're the end game. Red fingers and all. Our Mandalorian. I have a a teenager, and she does not eat either of these things. So it's pretty. Well, then you are lucky. I guess she's she's approaching twenty, so that's probably why. That's it. She's come to her senses. Anyway. And finally, in our Disney Plus news, Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures will be released a week early, premiering on April 26th. This animated shorts will follow, shockingly, adventures of younglings under the instruction of Yoda. That's it for the Disney Plus news. Because that's what we needed, another animated Star Wars. No, it's based on a book that I have for the class. It's really cute. It's very easy read. It's very it's it's very geared towards seven and eight-year-olds. It's Jedi babies. Yeah, they're super cute. Instead of Muppet babies, it's Jedi babies. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Next, Next week. So the planned opening official opening date for the Tron Light Cycle run at Magic Kingdom is April 4th. So next week, we are watching the original Tron movie. The movie from 1982. It is not the remake that has come out recently. It is going to be the original story from 1982. The newer one is not a remake. It is a sequel. It's a continuation. Yeah. Jeff Bridges is in there. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it has a very, very young Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. Yeah. No, Jeff... I thought it was Bridges, but Bridges. Daniels. Bridges. It is Bridges. I was right. Jeff okay, Daniels, I was like, I'm right. Yeah. Jeff Daniels might have made it a better movie. Um, so Jeff Bridges. I liked it. Um, so that's what we're watching next week. We will all be going into the grid on that one. Um, guys, we actually have a couple shows coming up where we don't have anything planned. There's no big releases coming out. If you have suggestions, please email us at plusplatoon at gmail.com. We would love to have your suggestions on what to watch. And if you want to be on the show, let us know. Um, we've got new shows Thursdays on YouTube and all major podcasting services. We are everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube at Plus Platoon. And Gina, Pete, Kate, Steve, thank you so much. Thank you to our listeners. And we will see everybody next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Howdy, howdy, howdy. watching this week's episode of the plus platoon be sure to subscribe to the plus platoon podcast to keep getting great content each week then head over to apple podcast and leave those five star reviews as they help make the plus platoon visible to even more disney plus fans also go to youtube and like and subscribe to the plus platoon channel where you can watch all future episodes live If you have a question for the Plus Platoon, please send us an email to plusplatoon at gmail.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Plus Platoon. The Plus Platoon is a Disney Plus fan podcast and is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or the Disney Plus streaming service. All opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the individual hosts and in no way reflect the views of the Walt Disney Company. Thanks for watching and be sure to stay tuned for next week's episode because the Plus Platoon is to be continued. Continued.